Hello and welcome to Metrospective, the mecha podcast where we cover everything from Astro Boy to Mazinger Z. I'm Tooch. I'm Devin. And we've got another we've got another podcast let's play one two punch for you. But yeah, we're doing we're talking about we're talking about Marathon. This is our first Western thing, and it's uh, also a video game. Yes. It's a good video game. It was Bungie's second video game. Bungie's second video game of what I as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Um Bungie, so a uh, little bit people know Bungie from, you know, modern games like Halo and Destiny. Yep. Or <laughs> the the designers that formerly worked on Halo. Yeah. And uh, so Marathon is a 1994 Macintosh exclusive. Just think about that. Macintosh exclusive. Yeah, that's uh, that's a weird thought. I wasn't really into the computer gaming scene as a youth, so I was... All of this is, like, completely over my head. I played this game in maybe 2001 for the first time. Yeah. When I just was fucking around on my grandfather's Mac OS, like, OS 9 Mac. Yeah. His old iMac. And he just had this game on it, and he was like, I don't even remember buying that or installing it. So maybe it just came on his computer mm-hmm. or something, and or maybe it just came in, like, a pack of games that he bought for me or something like that, and one of them was Marathon. And then I never made much progress in it. I cheated my way through it a lot of the time. I couldn't read. I didn't, I didn't have time to read any of the text. But as an adult, well, and not as an adult, but as, as, a, as a Halo fan in middle school, um, I was watching Red vs. Blue. Yeah. And there was the joke where Church gets sent back in time. Oh, yeah! And so everybody gets sent to the future of Halo 2, That's and he gets wh- sent into Marathon Infinity. I, mm, I didn't get that joke. I didn't know what that was. He got sent back to Marathon Infinity. That's hilarious. And it's way funnier if you play Marathon, because he's stuck in Marathon for, like, half a season. <laughs> so, me, I was like, oh my, and so, like, me watching Red vs. Blue, I was like, oh my god, that's Marathon. And I just remembered immediately <clears throat> what Marathon was. And I was like, fuck. So then I, I Googled it, and I was like, oh shit, but, because I had a Mac at the time, Bungie released all the Marathon games for free on Mac. And so, I played all three of them. I played Marathon, Marathon 2, Durandal, and Marathon Infinity, and they quickly became some of my favorite games. I have a lot of love for them. Uh, they're they're not perfect. They're old, and they're kind of kind of a pain in the ass. But if you can weasel your way through it, there's a really cool narrative inside yeah, of it. Like, like, any, anytime video games try to be, like, expansive and exploratory, like, when they're old, like, anything before, like, the early 2000s, they're usually, like, obtuse. Yeah. Because, like... Cryptic, they, even. They still, they still come from that mentality of, you know, game length... Game length extended not through content, but through difficulty. Yeah. And so, you know, some games, they make, you know, enemies super hard, or you need pixel-perfect precision to dodge shit, and you gotta learn. And then other games, they just don't tell you anything, and you gotta so figure shit out. So, the first one is console-old games, and then the other one is PC-old games, where it's... So you have, like, Ninja Gaiden and Myst. They're hard yeah. for completely different reasons. Yeah, totally. But if you know what you're doing, you could just... Like, through both games. Exactly. Totally. I actually don't know how long Myst is, like, if you know what you're doing. I've never beat that game. Me either. It's... Actually, I don't think I've ever played Myst. I, I I have it on Steam. I have like the the one where it's not just still images that you're clicking through. You're like walking through the environment. Oh, you're real mist. Real, yeah, I got real mist, and I think that's that that's a good one. I, I can't imagine playing in the old point and clicky way where you're like looking at the freaking photos and moving around like that. That sounds awful. Uh, so Marathon takes place in the 28th century. Yes. Uh, we are an unnamed, per- faceless security officer aboard this gigantic expansive colony ship called the Mar- called the UESC Marathon. Yeah. And uh our only friend our only friend is a computer woman. Her name is Leela. Her name is Leela. 
Do you think Futurama Lila was named after her? No. Nah, that would be no. too deep of a cut. Matt Groening didn't play Marathon. I don't know. No one's played Marathon except <laughs> me. Except me and Na- you and now me. Yeah, I'm the only person in the universe who's and, played Marathon. And my other good friend Tumblr user Fade Into Case. <laughs> Still, um, I don't know, Marathon's great. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's back, it, it's, it harkens back to when first-person shooters were called Doom Likes. Yeah. It's, it's a very 2.5D shooter, but comparing it to Doom wouldn't be that fair. Because Doom is a very fast-paced, high-octane, just like, shoot, go, shoot, go, find key, unlock door, shoot, yeah. go, shoot, go. <laughs> like, even down to the music, Marathon is much more of, like, an atmospheric and, like... It's extremely atmospheric. In a, I... It's in a good way. Oh, no, like, the, there's no bad way to be atmospheric. <laughs> I mean, unless you're, like, an asshole. <laughs> so, um, the Marathon has three artificial intelligences on board. Mm-hmm. It has Leela, Tycho, and Durandal. Uh, have I only met the two so far? You you don't meet Tycho in one. Oh. Tycho is not in one that... You'll hear about Tycho soon. Okay. Because we've played through about roughly a third of the game, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's and a lot of the plot has already been revealed. Not yeah. a lot of it, but we've already... We've gotten the framework of this game. So, yeah, so, so, so basically you show up on this ship, shit hits the fan, all these weird aliens are invading, and as you progress through the game, Leela's trying to figure out more information about them, what their deal is, and at the part I'm... Well, I mean... At the part where we stopped. Yeah. Now. But before we get in, before we get too deep into it... Uh, hit the music. So yeah, the aliens are invading. Not not that unoriginal of a concept but you know it's 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 there's 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 a mystery to solve here where it's like this is a gigantic colony ship there's a lot of history about this ship and like the world lots of mysteries lots of histories lots of hysterectomies like gross I mean, I'm, I'm sure I gave some of those aliens a, 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 a one so or two. So the way Tooch played this game was actually very interesting and very entertaining to watch. Really? Because it was... Tooch was playing this game like a maniac in the best <laughs> way. Well, first of all, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I played it on kindergarten, so I could do that. <laughs> but I mean, like... like I guess it's because you don't you don't play that many games, so when uh-huh. stuff just shows up in your periphery out of nowhere, it spooks the shit out of you. <laughs> and it's like, it's really funny to I me. I mean, I... I got used to the to the duders, like the foot soldier guys, the what the, are they? the fighters, the shock staffs. Yeah, the, those the the stick boys, but the 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 static ghosts, the phantos, the, the, the phantomons, the compilers. Yeah, the compilers. They always spooked me, especially the invisible ones. <laughs> oh yeah, no, fuck them. They're li- the, at that point they're literal ghosts. So um, what's happening is that. The Spit compilers are killing the shit out of Leela. Yeah, they're they're hacking her. This has it has a really interesting way of doing AI. Like, like Halo does it similarly, just because it's also Bungie, the same writers and all that. But like, I think Marathon takes it an extra step where it's like you only interact with any characters, or the only characters you interact with are the AIs. Yeah. Aside from just like the random civilians you'll see on the ship, who are like they're everywhere. Yeah, they these the, you can't get nothing out of these idiots. But then again, I would be pissing myself and screaming if there was, like, aliens tearing people apart. I mean, like, yeah, but, oh, I don't like them. <laughs> they get in my way. Like, like, and then the, you punch them apart. <laughs> like, but but the, the drones, the drones are my friends. Yeah, the low-flying defense drones. I, I, 
in the marathon when it comes to the marathon universe and most universes, I will exclusively befriend the art the most artificial of intelligences. <laughs> uh, so Leela seems to be she's kind of the uh, the direct commander of the like direct command AI. She's like in charge of most things. Tycho was in charge of research and development and all that. He was essentially like science AI. And Durandal was just in charge of autonomous shit, like opening doors, elevators. Making... They they gave Durandal the easy shit, because he's Durandal. And, uh, so they they play with this concept of rampancy. Yeah, basically, like, if an, basically, if, if an AI, like, just gets too, like, I guess, advanced or yeah, something? Yeah, just an AI becomes... An AI begin, is, it becomes able to work outside of their program parameters. Yeah, like, you, you give them... Basically, like, it grows outside of its tank. Yes. You know? And it's start in that, and you know when a when a computer program is getting too big to hold, for the thing for it to hold, and starts spreading to other you know programs, it, got, it can that, crash everything. Yeah, that gets bad. Like Includes, it describes yeah. like how it crashed like an entire multi planet internet network. There's, it basically just crashed Mars's internet. Yeah, for like for like two years. For like for two years, but then like they were they were still dealing with the repercussions of that for like the next decade. Yeah, like that's. And that, that's just cool writing, and that's, that, this is a shooter, this is a first-person shooter made in 1994 that has this deep of lore. It's, like, it's legitimate, like, old, classic, like, hard sci-fi novels that you don't really see anymore. It's, to be, you know what, this is a story that's told entirely in the second person. Yeah. And that's really cool to me. Yeah, you're just, you're just kind of there having like, to deal with what's transpiring. Honestly, Durandal's the main character of yeah. the game. Randall and Leela are the main characters. You're just the vessel for, like, essentially the only reason you're there is because they don't have fucking hands. Yeah. Or or hands for any other kind of action. Yes. <laughs> they don't have hands, feet, or guns. And they need they all don't three have, of those. They don't have fucking hands. They don't have cooking hands. They don't have they don't have <laughs> oh holding God, hands. I missed that joke. <laughs> um, they don't have hands for d- t- taking DVDs in and out of slots. So, so far where, where we are in the plot is, uh, Tush has been, essentially Leela's been teleporting Tush all over the ship. Yeah, to to, to 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 like stave to stave them off and figure shit out and fix things that they've broken. Hold hold back the aliens and like they keep like the the more you find out though, like the weirder it gets. Like my biggest thing was like they're taking humans. Yeah, they're taking people. They're taking like humans in droves, and I don't fucking know why yet. They don't. Neither does Leela. And like the more the the thing that's kind of creep. So like some of the some of the terminals are really creepy. Like you'll sometimes just find compilers that are just at a terminal. If you kill them, you can read the terminal. Yeah, and it just. It'll just be, like, all garbled, weird text. It's, it's all kind it's of... It's random snippets of, like, vague, like, textbook information about, like, shit. About, yeah. And it's all, like, kind of corrupted and put together in weird ways, and you're just like, that's... Yeah, it's, like, really unsettling. It's like they're reading it, but then, like, they're corrupting it while they're reading it. Yeah. Or something like that. Or like they're trying to, like, decode... Or they're, like, decrypting it, like, out of... Trying yeah. to extract information. That's the snippets they got. Yeah. Like, that's... And that's really cool. Like, I'm, I'm sure that's not how computers work or anything like that, but, like, no. that's... Still, that's that's a cool aspect. Well, I mean, like I I I do remember like back in the, I I've I've tried to it, it it happens for me like when I would try to open Word like text documents because you know there's like 15 different kinds of doc files yeah and there's... they they're like none of them are compatible with one another so like sometimes I would open them and like most of the time it's like boom like it won't open but other times it works and the text is there but there's also bullshit it looked a lot like those terminals. Huh. That might have been the thing. Yeah. That might have been inspir- inspo for it's, that. Yeah, that's just, I think that's just what happens when, like, a file fucks up. I think a lot of people, like, I think the reason that this game didn't get as much, like, you know, like... Love. Love is because it was a Mac exclusive. 
And also, like, people were way busy just blowing the shit out of each other in Doom 2. Probably, yeah. Where it's like, Doom 2 was on the PC and the Mac, and that was one of the first games that had, like, online multiplayer, and that was a big deal. Yeah, honestly, like, this this game feels a lot, this game feels a lot more modern. This game feels like it's turning the genre on its head before the genre was even established. Exactly. And a lot of people, I guess, didn't have the patience for this, because Doom's a very straightforward game. Like, I yeah. can just drop you into Doom, and it's just like, what do you do? Kill everything, find keys, get to the exit. Yeah, I... I wonder. I wonder if it has, has if it has anything to do with the fact that like the whole personal computer didn't really exist. Like if if you were on the computer, you only had so much time before like somebody else needed to use it. Yeah, that. Uh, or if you were a college student who like if you were like because there were people who were computer gamers back then and like gaming yeah. computers always existed. But uh, they, they probably weren't. They probably weren't as big in numbers in order to move enough units for this to have like a big impact on people. Yeah, and probably also this was a Mac exclusive. So yeah. How many how many gamers used Macs? Not like, any time in history. Like, I could be completely wrong about that. Hey, douchebag me. Um, there's actually a really fun fact. Uh, there's a website that I think we should link, um, if we can do that on SoundCloud. We can't. We'll do it on our Tumblr, though. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, where somebody has put... There's a forum, uh, the Marathon Story Forum, that has been up since Marathon 1 was first created. Wow. The forum has been up, and it looks like one of the terminals for Marathon. Like, oh, it's so really dope. cool. And, uh, but it's done in the style of... Of that, and the terminals have been on, well, the, the, the servers have been on since, like, 1996. Dang. And so, like, it's all about, like, what's Marathon 2 and Infinity gonna be like? Or, like, what's Halo gonna be? Ooh. Reading through that thread of people speculating what Halo 1 is gonna be is so strange. Good lord, that's insane to me. Because uh, it's like, when, when, that, when that dropped, like, when the Xbox dropped, like, I was in middle school, like, video games, like, barely, like, it's... It, like, it was, like, Nintendo before that. Yeah. Like, there was Nintendo, and then other video games were basically foreign to me. Uh, so, like... Like, I was, I grew up with a PlayStation and an N64, Yeah, so I did I, not. Well, I mean, but I, I had both. I had a... I had an oh, N64 no, I, and inherited a PS1. My family, grew, my family, when I was young, had a Genesis. And then I grew up, and I got a Game Boy, and I basically stayed portable. Like, I tried the GameCube, but, like, console games were just never for me. Huh. They were too much of a commitment, and I just wasn't. I didn't grow up enough with it. When with the Genesis, I never really played it. I was re- I was the youngest in my family, and I was always very intimidated to play it because it was like a big boy toy, and I just liked watching other people play video games. Huh. And that's probably what. That's probably why Let's Plays exist. Is because yeah. like watching people play video games is fun. And like I I love Mar- like back to Marathon a little bit, but uh, there's another website where they have every single terminal for Marathon uploaded on this site. So you can essentially read the entire plot of Marathon without playing the game. Oh, you absolutely can. Like, I mean, like, you, I mean, it, the, the orders that Leela gives you will be contextless because she, like, every terminalist is like, go here and then do this thing and then do that thing. You, you can, you can contextualize it like a meta narrative, like you're reading the logs of what transpired on the, on, on the, the marathon. marathon. And like, that's a cool way of, it's like, a, yeah. it's a story told entirely in the second person. Cause like you go to the next log and it's like, congratulations, you did it. And it's like, oh, he did it. He's, he's great. He's moving along for loose and fancy free. He's ready for the big time. Is it ready for me? <laughs> and so, uh, there's a lot of secret terminals in the games that kind of, that are like corrupted, but like, there's like, on those forums, people have been deciphering the fucked up, like, corrupted text and getting stuff out of it for like probably 20 years dang people have been doing that dang and it's insane like this game has a loyal fan base but like a small one i wonder if like they're uh, like like they get in touch with bungie people they're like oh we found all this stuff in your game and bungie's just like what (laughs) (laughs) it's just like dog like i was like 20 when i made that i didn't i 
I, I key mashed. I don't remember. I, I key mashed that. Like, what's the significance of this specific encryption? Dog, I don't know. Like, what's the, like, they're, like, the number seven shows up a lot in marathons. So there's this whole thing about, like, just the number seven. And it's all, like, hmm. like, the number seven. I mean. Like, in a lot of the corrupted terminals, the number seven shows up seven times. And stuff like that. Oh, God. You know, I, I really, I really just hope that they had the, that they had, I mean, I don't know. Did stuff like that, like, could they be aware enough to be like, people are gonna scrutinize this closely? Because well, I mean, in this day and age, absolutely, you can you can expect people to nitpick your well, shit. Well, I mean, it could have just been early ARG shit, like, really, because... Bungie did really pioneer dude, that Dude, like, the whole We Love Bees thing, reading about that, is, like, the whole I Love Bees thing yeah. about the whole... That was so dope, like, that they did that. The, even before Hit for Halo 1, they had a thing called the Cortana Letters. Yeah. And that was going around the internet, and that was... I think I vaguely recall that. And that was the marketing campaign for Halo 1, and that's where... So a lot of people are talking about the Cortana letters on those fucking threads. And wow. it's like, it's... It's just, this game has persisted in a weird way. Like, I, their games are... Okay, so let me let me say, these games are free. Yeah. They are entirely free. If you have an iPad or an iPhone, they're free on the App Store. Marathon 1, 2, and Infinity. What... I don't know what those are, would be like with tablet controls. Do you just poke the well, screen to like shoot? You have, like, you have a little stick here that's like, move, oh. and you have one of these that's like, mm. look. Virtual, virtual game pads are always finicky. I don't, I, I, thought, never... I thought the one for Marathon worked kind of well, if you, and like, I, don't, I couldn't imagine playing it They're like... basic enough controls. I mean, it's a really, it's a really basic shooter. Yeah, because like, I mean, and now that I think about it, like, if I did play this on a pad, I would probably go like, well, this is garbage, I'm gonna play it on a PC, and then I play the controls on the PC, I'm like, oh, it's... This is just this is, old. This is the same. It's just old. It's just old. Yeah. And uh, so, also, uh, go, if you go to uh, LF1, just Google LF1, you'll see a site, um, Bungie SourceForge. Uh, somebody has... So, essentially, Marathon 1 ran on its own engine. Yeah. And Marathon 2 and two and Infinity ran... Well, essentially, 2 ran on the 2 engine, and then Infinity was just a slightly improved version of the 2 engine. Yeah. So, essentially, the t- like, all the improvements from 2... From two to the into infinity are all under the hood, like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, like you can tell the difference between the one engine and the two engine. And sure. So the number apparently the number after infinity of that because that's a thing in fuck math, Jeez. fuck high level math is called LF one. Yeah. So LF one was this engine that was made by fans after Bungie dumped all the source code for Marathon, and they reverse engineered it, pretty much made an improved Infinity engine that's compatible with all Infinity engine games. Oh. And then ported it to Linux and Mac and Windows. Oh. Which is what we were playing it on, was LF1. Dope. And so you can completely play all three games and a lot of the, the most acclaimed fan scenarios for these games entirely free. Awesome. Not a single dollar. And it's entirely legal, too, because Bungie pretty much gave the right... said, like, these games are open source. Yeah, because Bungie is cool. At least I think they are. And uh, so... Where we were in the plot, though, and so we started finally meeting Durandal. The uh... yeah, because like uh, Lila was warning us that Durandal was going rampant, and like the more we read about rampancy, and then and then you know we we get teleported, but then end up someplace. Because Lila, Lila teleports us everywhere. She's like, okay, I'm gonna yeah. teleport you to like the hangar. I'm gonna teleport you to the engine block. I'm gonna teleport you here. But then Durandal shows up, and he's like, I've kidnapped you. Welcome to my twisted mind. <laughs> Leo's like, yeah, I'm teleporting you to this one area, and then you're just not there. And you're Dur- like, uh... Dur- Dur- Durandal is literally like, is literally like that, that 16-year-old, with that, that 16-year-old on DeviantArt with the normal people scare me stamp. 
Like, he's just, I, I, I want to punch him in his stupid face. <laughs> Durandal's a really great character, but, like, the entire thing is it's about the stages of rampancy. It's where yeah. he's going through these, like, he's essentially going through computer puberty. Yeah, because the state, well, like, because what are the stages? Melancholia, melancholia, rage, and jealousy. Yeah, melancholia, rage, and jealousy, and I think right now he's on rage, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he's in the angry stage, as Leela said. He's a, he's, 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 he's having a, he's having a fit. Ooh, he's kicking his feet. He don't like it's, it. He doesn't want to eat his vegetables. And, like, it'll, the, when it comes, like, let me just say that after completing all three of the marathon games, I never want artificial intelligence to ever be a thing. Yeah, it could, yeah, it's not, it's not fun. Like, I mean, to, like it, it plays at the level of that artificial intelligences on a, at a high enough level can essentially become modern demigods. And that's, like... Terrifying. 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 Yeah, no, this is one of those... This is, it's, it's a classic sci-fi story that raises, a, that raises a lot of the same questions that anything involving artificial intelligence raises, but it, it, does, it, it does it in a really neat way, and you're, you're playing a Doom-like, and it's like, this is dope, I like this. It's a Doom-like with a really in-depth story. I don't know, maybe it's just because like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that super well-versed in a lot of sci-fi stuff, um, but... It, it just feels like it's this weird combination of, you know, classic sci-fi. It's always like it, it explains itself more, but 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 the but then the world that it puts you in is a little bit more fantastic. But I feel like a lot of other, a lot of more modern sci-fi explains less, but makes everything seem realer, so it doesn't have to explain so much. Like Halo does that. Yeah. Um, but then even Halo, even Halo still has some of that classic aesthetic. Like, there's, there's a lot of, like, hard light stuff and, like, yeah. the aliens and just the, I don't know, but, because, like, like, Marathon, like, a lot of, a lot of the aliens in Marathon, they could easily just be fantasy creatures, too. Yeah. But, but just, like, more, with more tech shit on them. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's something, it's something subtle with its tone and presentation that, 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 that's different from, like, say, Mass Effect. Yeah. Like, Mass Effect feels like, oh yeah, like, that could be the future in, like, a hundo years or two hundo years. Yeah. But, like, older sci-fi, it's always like, these worlds, these are, these are worlds. These are different. Like, this, Marathon is not what the future's gonna be. It's, 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 it's almost like it's crafting its own fantasy world through sci-fi. Like, that's a very interesting way of putting it. Like, the way I was pitched, um, the comic Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis mm -hmm. was... It's a future where the 90s never ended. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really interesting way of putting it, where, like, the 90s persisted for, like, 200 years. Yeah. Dear Lord. <laughs> and that's a great comic, by the way. Everybody should read Transmetropolitan. If you're a fan of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Blade Runner, or anything in between, you will yeah. like Fear and Lo you will like Transmetropolitan. Yeah, but uh, uh, going back to Marathon, if if you are interested in playing this, which it, if you're any kind of Bungie fan or any interested in Halo or older games, you definitely should be. Any kind of if you want if you want to look, in, it's in, very much proto Halo. It's it, it is it is absolutely in a very interesting chapter in the in the early history of the first person shooter. And if you're ever if you're ever stuck. You can always look up our friend and yours, uh, Tunser Dennis. I'm going to Google um, him. I want to see if he has like, a Facebook page. Who wrote the official strategy guide from Prima. Oh, it's, oh, it's a Prima. Yeah, from 94, 95. I, I didn't recognize the logo because it's so, like, 90s. This game is... this this Prima's, Prima's Secrets of the Games. And uh, it's written by, by 
by Tunster Dennis. It's literally like a bunch of printed out. It's 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 print it's it's like printed out like graph maps, which is the, they're identical to the to the to the over to the hood display maps you get. But then and like there's some pictures of enemies and things and objects, but once it tells you everything and expects you to remember what they look like, all you get is a map and like two or three pages of just describing where to go and what to do. And boy, let me tell you, not always the most helpful. It's it's helpful in some places and less helpful in others. Like it's it's very it's very wonky in terms you of can't, it's helpful. It's, well, like in terms of its helpfulness, you can't really jump around because each paragraph is piggybacking direct. Each step is piggybacking off the last. So like, every step. paragraph starts with after you've done that. Yeah, so you you need to you need to go straight to the beginning and work your way down. But then like the second you're lost, well then you're fucked. I think that's all we have to say so far based on the three hours of marathon we played. Oh, it's super fun and I can't wait to play more. I I played the majority of it. Uh, just because I wanted to, like I've been meaning to play it for years. Well, we're like we're we're a little less than halfway through, and some of the later levels are pretty quick. Yeah, like there's a good chunk of levels toward the end that are literally just kill rooms. Mm-hmm. And because uh, it's um essentially Durandal starts teleporting you aboard their ship. Oh, and uh, essentially in those levels, it's kind of just like here, just kill everything, grab what, grab this item, and come back, and that's that's the mission. Dang, I can't wait to play his fucking twisted saw games. Since this episode's, since we're doing an episode right now, I just, I also wanted to, um, because I, I, I Even guess... Even we don't know when this is going to go up, but... Yeah, no, because, well, I mean, we are, the ones we already recorded, I can't talk about them then. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, over at MAGFest, and we, we, we talked about it a little bit on the Toon Goons episode for the, um, what are we, Harvey Beaks. Um. I don't even know what that is. It's, it's Nickel it's a, it's a cartoon by Nickelodeon, on Nickelodeon, it's by, uh, it's by C.H. Greenblatt, who did Chowder. I like Chowder. Yeah, and um, he also created Fred Fredberger. I think Chowder is one of the last cartoons I watched. It was it was right on the cusp of like the whole new era of anyway. I can talk about it. No, it's because like I, I'm trying to think. Of, uh, Chowder and Flapjack are the last cartoons I remember like really watching. That was 2008. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, that's yeah. Because um, I, I remember there's also a lot of shit that year too. Well, yeah, because well, 2009 was when Cartoon Network tried doing live action stuff. And, like, they immediately stopped trying to do that because no one was having it. Um, but anyway, uh, so me, Nikki, me, Nikki, and Nita, uh, and a bunch of other people were at MAGFest, and, uh... I sadly could not go. I'm yeah. playing with this. Um, but we, uh, we got hollered at on Twitter, like, the this guy, uh, D- D- Duffy Austin, he, Duffy, uh, yeah. I'll Duffy up good. <laughs> he, he hollered at us asking to play his, his tabletop game he was working out, he was working out the, the stuff for... And it's called, uh, I believe it's called Geiger Gun. Yes! Geiger Gun Analysis and Response Event. Yeah, so, uh, basically what this is, is it's a tabletop, it's a tabletop RPG, um, and it's, it's, it's in a world where you are fighting monsters, usually in a giant robot. Um. Because of course, what the fuck else would you fight monsters with? Uh, well, there's also classes where you can fight them with a giant monster of your own, like you have them as a pet, and you have to roll to see if they follow your commands. Uh, basically, you're you're playing as a Pokemon trainer who constantly doesn't have enough badges, uh... um, and also you can turn into an Ultraman. There's there's a, there's a class you can play where you turn giant. That's and, pretty um, cool. And the 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 advantage to that in the in the in the meta game is uh, apparently like we never got to play enough to actually finish a thing and like summon our mechs, which sucks because we were having a really good time role playing. Um, you the Ultraman character. I forget the class names. Maybe the information's here. Character classes. Yeah, monster jockey, mech pilot, acer, or titan. titan, and then sl- slayers are just 
you're a human, go fight that giant fucking so thing. So attack on Titan, but Basically, yeah. So yeah, Acers are have can can shift between giant and normal human, and I think they're the 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 plus to that is like you don't have to like wait for your mech to get summoned. You you can do it in like a, the same turn I think or something uh. like that. Um, but it was fun. Like he he pre wrote a bunch of characters for us, and it was we were playing it on a grid, but we didn't really do much with the grid because we were just doing a lot of role play stuff in the beginning. Yeah, as you do. He he was like awarding character points. That we could then then use for stuff like extra roles and things if we acted in yeah, character. Yeah, that's usually how. I yeah, do. that's what I, I give. I it's I give. I call them DM points in D and D. And I got and like so he made me, he made me Nikki and Jake, because uh, he was testing out this new mech thing. It was basically a combiner. I think he called it a Gestalt. That's a pretty cool name. And near, he the character sheets he gave us. I forget the first names, but our surnames were Nagare. Jin or whatever, Jin, Hi, so Jin. Jin and and Musashi, <sighs> and so we were, yeah, we were getter pilots, and I was Ryoma, so I was, I got a lot of character points because I knew exactly what to do. <laughs> um, be an to, asshole. I'm trying be to a crazy asshole. I'm trying to imagine Nikki as Hayato. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, th- they were. I'm just imagining Nikki with like the hair, with like the ridiculous hair bang. And I'm just God, like, just smoking a cigarette. It's like fuck this. <laughs> Change getter two or whatever. <laughs> God, no. He he would be like he would be like early manga high. I'm just like I don't know what's going on. And I'm peeing my pants. <laughs> so, but it was fun. It was. Uh... It was yeah. It was super fun. Like because he's like they're still working. Like they haven't really gotten like a like a fully built like prototype like game set. We were playing with like Lego men. Um, That's how I play D anD D anyway. Yeah, but so like he's so he's he's for a while. He was, remember those Mega Bloks dragons. Like, like the, the kind of, like, knight and, like, dragon yeah. things. I use those for D&D all the goddamn time. So, let me just see who I want to gameplay, blah, 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 setting. Um, yeah, he, he described the setting like that. They, they worked out a lot of world-building story stuff for this, which I appreciated. Because um, basically, like, um, it's it's a world... It's a world where, like, giant monsters have been appearing since forever, and at this point in the world's history, like, every everyone's sort of accustomed to dealing with them, but you are part of, like, the very first force to deal with them called the Guard, and you used to be, like, you know, Billy Badasses. You were the only people that could deal with them. But now, in this day and age... Everything's like, privatized and all that shit. Well, also, like, the the, milita- the military has their own robots. The cops have their own ways of dealing with this kind of stuff. So, like, everybody kind of feels like, get out of here, old old man. We don't need you, basically. And so, like, the the scenario we played... We basically showed up thinking we had full authority to, like, cooperate with these people, but, like, the the chief essentially, like, set us up. Like, mm. he was, like, he t- he told us we had official clearance to go in there and help, but he was just, he was just shoving us in there because he felt that we needed to be there. And, yeah. It's a very chief thing to do. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was really, it's a really interesting world, and I, and I want to see, I want to see these guys go places with this, because, like, and also the, the gameplay was really simple, Human actions, you roll a d10. Mech actions, you roll a d20. That was base. That was that's the ground level of stuff they were doing. And there was there was other stuff too, but that's that's all I managed to really retain because that's all we really managed to do. Uh, I yeah, I'm sad I didn't get to play it. Yeah, it, it was it was we were we were having a we were having a fun a fun time. Uh, so yeah, it's it's Gygargun, G-I-G-A-R-G-U-N, dot wordpress dot com, and you can find anything else about it you want to know about it. Um, um, yes, also let me, uh, let me find those marathon links. Like, look at this, like, 
What? Like, Dang. This site is so cool. That's way too much information. Wow, this, this thing, this this website's been updating since like last year. Yeah, like people keep going. God. And like, so here we go. So, um, if you scroll down on the website is marathon.bungie.org/story. And if you scroll down on the sidebar, you'll see that once again they have all the logs from their forum. Yeah. But uh, you can go. It'll show you like marathon, marathon two, Durandal, and marathon infinity. And then it has facts and puzzling things and just all these cool fan theories that people have. So, yeah, if you want to just read through the plot of Marathon like a story, like, you can totally do it. Like, do it's, it. It's dope. Do it. Also, they have the uh, the text from the um, from the, from the manual. Oh, good. Our is, favorite book. Apparently, it's, um... No, like, from the manual. Like, they came with the game. Oh. Not the, and, uh, not the, not this is apparently, um... This is apparently like the uh, the the things that happen like right before the events of the game, oh. like seconds before the events of the game. So that's pretty cool. God, remember when manuals were like necessary? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like as Spoonie had a really interesting like his. I always, I stick by the fact that Spoonie's ultimate retrospective is really cool because mm-hmm. he just talks about old PC games and how like they couldn't literally fit a story on the disc. So it was essentially like you had a novel right here that was like go to this page in the novel and read that part of the story after you get to this part in the game. Like he said that they were called like the gold the D and D gold box RPGs. Was what yeah. they were called? And I was like, that's that's, that's dope. That's interesting. Like the. the games should play around with that concept more now that we're starting to really delve into, like, breaking out of boxes and what a game can and should be. Because it's, like, stuff like... That brings to mind, um... Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, or whatever yeah. that game is. Like, because that, uni- that gives you a textbook. Like, the book is crucial to the game. And, like, that's part of the gimmick. And I like that. Like, we're doing different, interesting things. And it's amazing that a game from, like, the 90s is making me think of, like, new shit that's only just now happening, like, last that's, year. That's the thing I, I, I don't like about... Like, modern games? Not modern games. About modern thinking is that never go backwards. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, no. Ne- it's like, never walk backwards. Always look backwards. Never yeah. stay backwards. Take a few steps backwards. Like, no, like, look 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 at where you came from. Exactly. And I feel that, like, through that, there's a lot of interesting things that we can find. Oh, yeah. Because, because I mean, like... Think of think of how many games from back then that like nobody like people think about even less than Marathon that probably tried to do things that were just outside of their ability to do and we could probably do today. They were there's there's probably so many ideas that were great but the technology just like, wasn't there. I sometimes think at night like I I sometimes will think and just be like what because I remember when Bungie was was like um after Halo ODST Bungie was like talking about this big like project. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna bring back marathon. I'm gonna bring back marathon. Like it's my like my. That's like I always in the back of my head. I want them to bring back marathon like so hard. Like if there was just a, just dog. Even if there was if there was a remake of marathon one. Like just imagine that. Like just a. That game would be scary if it was remade. Oh yeah, no. If especially if motherfuckers keep popping up next to me. Like imagine this fit in like full HD. Like just like zero. Like just pulling into a wall or whatever. Oh, God, terrifying. And you're just like, fuck, just emptying your, what le- is left of your clip into a wall. Like, as long as I still as long as long I still get to dual-wield pistols, I'm pretty solid. Yeah, this is the first game I can think of that had reloading and dual-wielding. Yeah, it's pretty dope. At least first-person shooter. You can't really hot-reload. You have to empty your clip to reload. Yeah. And you have a two-frame animation of, like, click, pap. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty great. Pap. God, I, I really... I, I really love the 2.5D aesthetic. I don't even know why. It's just because, like, it's... 
because it's 3D, but it still uses like sprite assets that can st- like that 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 stand the test of time because it's like you know they're a sprite. You can only get so good with sprite art. Yeah, and I mean that you say that, but then I look well, at like oh yeah, no, no, no. I I guess I mean there's more of a suspension of disbelief than a full 3D model because yeah. like once you go that full polygon model, like I think Doom is aged better than Quake. Yeah. Because because once once you go, but that, I still have a lot of love for Quake. Once once you go that full three D model, then you start directly comparing it to things in real life. Whereas you don't do that with sprites because there's a whole dimension missing, you know. Yeah. So even in a three D environment, since the sprites are still two D, there's still that suspension of disbelief where you go like, okay, I'm not gonna judge how that looks because it's clearly not anything comparable directly to reality. And that's why I like cartoons better than live action things. <laughs> Because they can get away with a lot more and tell they can tell a lot more interesting stories and go places that even if live action can go, sometimes you don't want it to go because that would be dumb. I I feel the same way about that you do like a lot, but not not a lot. But like <laughs> I'm I'm trying. It's one in the morning and I'm having trouble articulating my thoughts. That's fine because I'm trying to decipher the words of of our Lord and Savior Tunser Dennis. <laughs> I'm going to see if he has, like, a Twitter or, like, a fucking Facebook. Yeah, you collect your thoughts, I'll Google him. He's got a Twitter. Dude, we should shout him. Look at this guy. Can you, we, like, tweet at him and ask, like, are you the Tunzer Dennis that wrote the, uh... It's gotta be. He's in in publishing and game development and web development. But, like, we just gotta, we gotta, like, ask him. Like, we gotta just fucking ask Mr... Yo, I will send him this to get it fucking autographed. Apparently, in January 27th, today was one of those days where he wishes he wasn't an Apple stockholder. Getting crushed. Al- hashtag Apple. This is just a normal Twitter. This is just, um, we're just reading a man's Twitter. We gotta ask him. Like, we God. gotta, we gotta, like... <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't tweet that often. He tweets, like, once a month. Once or twice a month. Well, he tweeted a lot in January. But then before any any fucking way, any fucking way, um, fucking Tunser Dennis, like that's so. I love the internet too. M- mostly, I'm mostly amazed that's his name. Ex Bungie Dev Applega wants a project lead at Bungie. Oh. Wait, who made? I mean, this book has Bungie's logo on it. Bungie saw. There's an interview at the end of this game. At the end of this book. Bungie Software just began four short years ago, and that time the company's made one pre- become one of the premier Macintosh game developers, releasing four games along the way, Operation Desert Storm, Minotaur, Pathways into Darkness, and of course Marathon. So it was their fourth game. Cool. I had the opportunity to sit down with Bungie President Alexander Seropian. He also did the music. Oh. Uh, and lead programmer Jason Jones. Um, shortly after Marathon's release to talk about the game, the first part of the interview was with Alexander Seropian, the second part with Jason Jones. Dude, we gotta do this. Got it. We gotta holler at tons. We gotta... Holler, holler at the tons. <laughs> like, what did I gonna ask him? Yeah, I don't even know. Did you were you in Bungie? Yeah. That's like a, what was, was like marathon like? Like, what was like the development of that? That's cool. Like, I'm sure we can look up that information, but like, yeah, like, like I don't nice know. To kinda, ask, I don't I don't know. Ask a like, your first guest to be Tunster Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> what a random because it's like. Tunster Dennis? Ma- like, that, w- that would be an interesting guest, mostly because it's like, Marathon is only barely germane to this podcast. It's It's got robots and AI, but like, t- traditionally we want them to be together. Yeah. Like, because because once th- I draw the line at like rampant AI with clear-cut personalities. I'm not gonna go any de- in a sci-fi setting, because if we veer any further away from that, 
like it's a slippery slope straight into Vocaloid territory, and that's <laughs> I'm never going there. No, because but, but it's like the thing about this is that the, it's it's about how much of of it is is focused on the core narrative. Yeah, the core narrative of Marathon is entirely based upon the evolution of artificial intelligence. Yeah, like that's like honestly, the alien invasion is secondary to the plot. Totally, that's plot B. Plot A is Durandal's rampancy. That is the plot of the game. And the so, Durampancy. And so, I say that anything that qualifies in terms of artificial intelligence and robots that, like, you know, are the... Like, that's why we couldn't do Star Wars, because droids are not... Star Wars isn't about droids. Yeah. Like, we could do Star Wars droids. We could do the droids cartoon. <sighs> God. But, like, that's... You know what I mean. Like, yeah. that's that's where I draw the line. Like, is... Like, oh, man, there's robots in this. Like, are robot Is it about a robot? About robots? Are robots a focal theme? Yeah. And it's like, no, then I'm like, then that doesn't count. We can do a Gaiden on it, maybe, if it's something we're interested in. Yeah. Like, we can't do... Like, I was thinking of making this a Gaiden, but I was like, I don't... It I, it qualifies. Yeah. I think this qualifies. We're not gonna do, like, would you do the Jetsons? Like, we wouldn't. No. We wouldn't, but, but, but like, in a universe where we somehow wanted to, could we? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it qualifies. It'd be, like, in the same thing know. as Star Wars, where it's like, there are robots, but it's not about I robots. I guess. Yeah. Like, that's, like, Ghost in the Shell is about... Robots and androids and, and cybernetics. Yeah, and cybers. Yeah. A- Once again, also about AI. Yeah. Like, that was another scary thing about AI. AI's scary, Tooch. It's really scary. Uh, and, like, I, I want, I, like, I think the only, the, I think the only reason I'm not saying that I don't want it to happen is because, like, it's gonna. It's gonna. Google's gonna make Google AI. It's gonna. Well, uh, I think that's all we have to say about Marathon. Like, we talked for 45, for, like, mostly 30 minutes about a game we've only played three hours of. Marathon. It's gonna happen. Run and hide. Don't have children. Don't, don't birth them into this horrifying future world. <laughs> Marathon 2, Blood Tides of Lowen. No, it's Marathon Infinity, Blood Tides of Lowen. You know why it's called Marathon? Just, just fucking run. Just run. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, positives and negatives about the first, the first two-fifths of Marathon. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely an older game. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's like, oh, you can play, like, it's, it's just it's, like every other, it's like, it's an old, no. it's an, it's an it's old, old 2.5D. It's, it's old and clunky. Yeah, it's an old, it's an old 2.5D first person shooter, but if you just want to play it, if you just want to experience it, play it on easy, play it on kindergarten. I'm playing it on kindergarten, I'm yeah, still having a fun time. Yeah, you. Yeah, man. Also, and if you just want to read the cool story, like, I, there's that site. Yeah, go on that website, read the cool story. It, like, if... If if you're the kind of person who had any interest in Halo's actual narrative, and some people didn't, and they're boring and dumb, because they play only the multiplayer, um, then then absolutely. But I don't think Halo's multiplayer is really fun. Oh, of course, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Marathon is absolutely worth your time. Absolutely. The sci-fi world is just it's it's a really great world. I it's scary. Like it's it's a world that's scary without being terrifying. Yeah, like it's if it makes sense. It's it's scary in its atmosphere, and when you think about it, and when you really get immersed in it, you're you're it's it's it lends itself well to that. Like this is making me want to really want to do System Shock one and two on this on this podcast. Yeah, too. I want to do System Shock, and uh, I'm glad we did our first Western thing. Yeah, this was our first Western thing, and it was it's it's really great. And it's also it's it's obscure. No one's played it. No one's well. A lot of people people have played this. It's just that like nobody remembers it. And it's 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 worth remembering. Uh, and so. I will do anything in my power to make Marathon more more popular. That's like that's really the only reason I do any of these fucking podcasts. I do is just because it's like if, like the things I like. <laughs> not even like the things I like, but like be aware of these things. Like I like we've informed people and the Toon Goons and them about shit that, that people otherwise wouldn't have even known about or thought to looked into 
without listening to our stuff. And that, like, warms the cockles of my heart. That's the only reason I'm doing any of this. Is, is I just like talking just, about robots. Yeah, that too. Like, the discussion is interesting, but just the... Just the whole, the whole, the, from from an audience aspect, I've always, I, I always love when people are like, I got into this because of you. Like that. We've gotten some people into Getter and Gundam. That makes my fucking day. Uh, that makes and my dick rock hard. That too. Uh, so, so yeah, check, check out Marathon. It's, it's not Halo. In some ways it's better. <laughs> it, they're different. They're yeah, different. they're different. You can honestly see, like, there's a lot of shit where you're like, oh, if, you, if you're super well-versed in the Halo lore, and you kind of go through Marathon, you're like, whoa, this is proto-Halo, and you yeah. wouldn't be wrong. Like, it's, it, it is. And yeah. I, I honestly, I think I prefer Marathon as a total package, but then again, they're different. Like, Halo is more of a war story, whereas Marathon's more of, like, sure, it is a war story, but it's still just kind of, like, it's told in a very different way, and the focus yeah, is very different. It's, it's not a war story, but the story is going on during a war. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the best way to sum that up. And I I I I want them to like <laughs> do something. Yeah, this is one of the few things they still have the rights to, as far as I know. Yeah, like come on, just do something. Like give me a novel. Give me a novel. Do they have marathon rights? Bungie was bought by Microsoft financially, fueling Halo's franchise. The concept of AI working arm player characters. I guess since Bungie was bought out, but was bought by Microsoft, then technically they both kind of own it. I guess. I mean, because there, there was the uh, Marathon 2 Durandal. Um, oh, fun fact. You know what the Apple Pippin is? No. The Apple Pippin, there was... Oh, God. That was Apple's attempt to make a video game a system was the Apple Pippin. You know what uh, one of the games was? Marathon 1 and 2. Oh, Apple Bandai Pippin. Uh, Bandai manufactured fewer than 100,000 Pippins, but reportedly sold 42,000. Uh, before discontinuing the line. Production, the system was so limited, there was more keyboard and modem accessories produced than actual systems. Yikes. But, yeah, Marathon was on there. Marathon, it, was wonder... a, it was a combination of Marathon 1 and 2. It's the, it's the only real way to play Marathon? You need you need an Apple Bandai Pippin. It was, yeah. Anime Designer Dragon Ball Z. What is, what's Anime Designer? Oh my I god. Oh my god, Terror Tracks! Ugh. <laughs> Power Rangers Zio versus the Machine Empire. Oh my god. Gus goes to Cyberopolis. Super Marathon. Gundam Tactics. Gundam Tactics Mobility Fleet 0079. Home Improvement <laughs> 1, 2, 3. Okay, but we got, okay, so we got, we got to wrap this up. We'll look into this on our own time, but, um, so, uh, as always, this has been Mech's Respective. Really sorry our update schedule's been so all over the place. Every time we say we're going to release something next, something gets pushed back and replaced with something else. As always, Mechtrospective on everything, Twitter, Tumblr, Gmail. And check our YouTube. And and check our YouTube for the upcoming Let's Play stuff. by the time play, this Let's episode is up, stuff. the Mega Man Zero shit will be up. Yes, and you can sit there and watch us bullshit, bullshit while we play Mega Man Zero. And then you can watch us bullshit while we play Marathon. Yes. Because hopefully be... some of that will be up, too. Yeah, there's I, I get spooked a lot. It's great. Uh, so until next time, I'm Tooch. I'm Devin. And we cry at robots. We cry at hyper-advanced artificial intelligences that are going to destroy all of us. Cry laughing. Fuck you, Durandal. Dan- <laughs> You're a nerd.